0: can see that someone picked this because of the, like, marks, obviously, like, a design feature, so it's really cool. Do you want to hold it? Yeah. (laughs) Feels amazing.
1: Alice is showing me a hand axe, (laughs) so... By no means is her life outside of running not interesting.
0: There you go. Wow. So, yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's a nice one. You can tell it's a handbag if you can fit it in your hand. It sounds daft. But it's always- oh, isn't
1: oh, that, do you just hold it like that?
0: It's, you can tell, it's a- you, if you're not sure if it's a rock or a handbag, you put it in your hand and you can get a sense of feeling it. Like it's designed to be held. And that's how you know. To bash it's-
1: someone with. To bash someone with. I'll
0: oh, probably. Damn.
1: Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Show time. Show time. Hello and welcome to The Great Outrunning Podcast, Episode 2, where I'll be talking to Alice Kershaw. Alice finished second in this year's Montaigne Spine Challenger, and in this conversation we talk about her race experience, what it's like to take on such a big challenge, and she also shares a few tips. There is a video version of this podcast on YouTube, however, we didn't turn the cameras on until about four minutes in. Obviously, I didn't want to turn up on her doorstep with a camera in her face. No matter where you're listening from, please make sure to subscribe or follow. If possible, leave a review as it really helps the podcast get heard by more people. So without further ado, let's go further. Here we go. just arrived outside um just arrived outside Alice's house I'm gonna go knock on the door and see how she is after her fabulous second place at the Montaigne Spine Challenger 2023 hello Hello. come on in how How are you doing? doing
0: I'm good would you like a cup of tea or anything I'd love a cup of tea excellent right do you want to come back
1: so while um, while Alice makes a cup of tea, I'll I'll describe this living room to you because well not not precise detail but there's a few medals on the wall, and there's a punk panther ultra marathons um, medal hanger here. Uh, it's empty, but I'm guessing they're somewhere else. Here we go, they're all down here, and we'll get onto that later when we t- when we talk about the marathon she's done. There's a hard hardmores fifty five, um, medal and a punk panther first female trophy there's another first female trophy here another punk panther medal and of course 2022 uh, female winner of the spine sprint i didn't know that i've done this is my research section this is my research section we're also seeing a lot of os maps on the bookshelves as well i first met alice from my lockdown challenges when I did the first virtual, and she actually won a trophy off me. <laughs> can you remember what your trophy was? Yeah. From from me?
0: Yeah, I've got it um, in the other room. Right?
1: Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Why is it not on display with all your others?
0: Because uh, they're in the other room. <laughs> uh, oh, right. Is there a trophy room? <laughs> no, because that would make me a twat. But um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's above where my running machine is, so I can... Ah. At the point where I'm thinking, I don't want to go on the treadmill, um, I have to have a look at it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so how long have you been doing a podcast for?
1: Um, this is the second episode. Excellent. So I've no That's idea good. what I'm doing. I've done <laughs> barely any research whatsoever, but when I found out someone I knew had done the Spine, spine Challenger and come go. second, I thought, right, you're coming in my potty.
0: That's the thing. You've got to make the most of it. Who do you know? Get
1: it out Who there. do you know?
0: Apparently the artist, you just practice doing it.
1: I remember Dave, who did the podcast with me, um, he said, oh, Richard Asquith's just released a new book. I'm going to message his people. Excellent. And I thought, he's not going to get back to us on, the, on, on that, on a, on a t- one one episode old podcast. And he comes back going, yeah, apparently he's busy.
0: <laughs> ah, next time, he'll, he'll regret it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the thing is, everyone's spoken to Richard Asquith. No one's spoken exactly. to Charles Kershaw.
0: Well, you know what? I was on a podcast about um, digital transformation and the Wildlife Trust, which is what I do in my day to day life. So mm. do look out for that one if you okay. want to hear about uh, beaver tracking. Wow. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. So yeah, that's the, that's the kind of quality content you can get elsewhere, though.
1: So. Yeah. Well, that's, it's all about the cross content, isn't it? Exactly. Cross. I was in. I should have worn,
0: I was going to say I should have won a better fleece, but actually this is my jazzy This is the fleece. best fleece I can yeah. imagine. Should have worn my
1: wildlife trust room. And what's happened here? <laughs> right, this is as close as we're getting because, um, because the, uh, yeah, the plug is, this is a very cheap Amazon thing, so obviously the line, the cord line is really short. So. I have
0: got an extension, cable. <laughs> nah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Love to see it. Nice to see it. Welcome to my house. This, it, my this is uh, definitely proving the point at which I should have put the pictures up that are meant to go there, which are down here. Oh, anyway. well.
1: you You'll learn. I can, <laughs> I can superimpose graphics on that. Yeah, there now. just put
0: something there that yeah. makes it look I've got like a
1: logo there. <laughs> It'd be perfect. Oh, I'm going to move that. Oh, that's going to be sounding horrible in there. <laughs> I'm move that to the floor. Excellent. Excellent. Just pop that spoon there, if that's okay. Yeah. nice might annoy some people. <laughs> uh, right, so I've done very little research on you. Excellent. Which is great <laughs> for any layman listening who so basically you can introduce yourself and your running history.
0: Excellent. Well, yeah, so um, I'm Alice Kershaw. I'm used to introducing myself for what I do for work, I realise, yeah. as I start saying that. Um, so I work for the Wildlife Trusts, okay. uh, but that is irrelevant to my running. And I've been running... Probably, I've been running ultras since 2019, so not that long, Um, and I used to hate running at school, Mm. because it was terrible, Uh, but I'm from the South Lakes, so I'm used to running in kind of muddy places, boggy places, pointy places, that kind of thing. So yeah, um, I'm trying to think of anything else. I have run the Windermere Marathon, but marathons aren't really my thing, I prefer to go longer, slower, more adventurous.
1: Yeah, it's a strange distance isn't it, 26 miles?
0: I mean, yeah. I enjoyed doing it. I did it with my dad and it was really good fun, but it's not necessarily for me. I quite like being able to go a bit slower and have, I was going to say have more snacks, which is definitely true, but I feel it should be a better kind of answer there. But, you know, have a bit more, like go further, really get into the landscape. That's something I really like to do. I have taken part in quite a lot of Punk Panther marathons. Yeah. and I'm Sorry, ultra marathons. And I'm pretty sure that one of those was the first one I won, and I'm not entirely sure which one it was. Mm. But I definitely did well in one of their races, and then suddenly got a thing where I was like, oh, actually, this is something that I really enjoy doing, but maybe I'm actually okay at it, which is not something... I'm not a naturally kind of sporty person, necessarily. Mm. So it was quite a cool thing to kind of find out. So um I've not won loads, I would say, but um I've done quite well in some of theirs and some other races where... The weather's been terrible and they've been fairly bad conditions underfoot. That tends oh, okay. to be the thing that works quite well for me. So do you think <laughs> that's putting other
1: people off and then... I
0: don't know. They're just... I, I don't... I mean, you know, I often do races with a whole group of other people who are also, you know, brilliant. Mm. So it's kind of... It's definitely not not just me, but it's definitely... It's something I like and I'm really familiar with. Like, yeah. I like being out in bad weather. I like being out in all conditions. So yeah. it's something I'm fairly... Yeah, fairly aware
1: of. Yeah. It's like me, I've become very soft. Recently, I've been like, "It's raining. That's nah, fine." Oh, Sunny I know. I know. it's Terrible. <laughs> so you say, like, so you say that you're not sporty, you're not, or you're not competitive, or you're not. Mm. Um, is that has that changed as 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 things have become more within reach?
0: I suppose like that? I definitely, I do it because I really in enjoy the adventure and i enjoy the thing yeah. it's not necessarily that i'm going out going that's something that i think i could do really well at that yeah. doesn't tend to be the reason and i would say especially um for the spine challenger i've always taken the run your own race yeah that's really really critical i yeah. have i have done it and i've done it once where i went out and i was like you know what i'm gonna smash this i'm gonna absolutely go for it right. and i remember it really vividly because it was a race in which I didn't really talk to anyone. I didn't take any photos as I was going around. Mm. I got to the end and I was like, and actually, and I did quite well in it. I, I did do yeah. well. And I kind of, but I got to the end and thought, I really didn't enjoy that. That yeah. was rubbish, you know? So it was one of those things where I think I'd much rather go around, talk to people, talk to like, talk to volunteers, look at the views, take some ridiculous photos, that kind of thing and mm. get a real sense of it. And if I do well and do that, happy days. Yeah. But actually having tried the competitive side, it doesn't give me the joy that I want in what I'm actually doing. Yeah.
1: So it's more of a natural progress it's more of a natural like your own time progression.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's something that I think I've got more confident in what I'm prepared to sign up for. Yeah. But I haven't necessarily got more competitive about it.
1: Yeah. Cause it's pretty high up the list of challenging things, a spine challenger. It's Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did the summer sprint.
0: Oh, excellent. How'd yeah. you find it?
1: I found it um it felt like a it was okay, like the weather was really it was hot it was hot and it was yeah you know but i couldn't i couldn't even begin to imagine what it'd be like in the conditions that you've done the winter spine in because of all the gear mm. um, keeping track of all the gear, knowing where everything is, having everything supplies you're doing the challenger in. Is it about two days?
0: Yeah, so I did it in just under thirty eight hours. So yeah, yeah, it was kind of all through one night and then through some of the next night, basically.
1: So I'd imagine it's a race if you stop it's a bit of a race to get to stay warm. Yeah. You need to get something out of your bag.
0: Yeah, I mean if effectively, for something to be in the middle bit of my bag, it might as well not exist at certain points. So I made sure I had a bag with lots of pockets because that's definitely, right. definitely quite critical. But it's interesting you say that because I did the um, winter sprint the year before. And I distinctly remember I was running with a chap called Jason and we were running off Studley Pike and just kind of going, oh, we're nearly finished. And we both talked to each other and just kind of went, I cannot imagine doing another 60 miles. How ridiculous. God, that'd be terrible. And then obviously two weeks later, the stuff opens up and you're like, oh, but could I have done another 60 miles? My next question was (laughs) how long
1: after that race?
0: Long enough that you get into the like type two fun where you're like, because it was, I mean, Shout out to it. It is a phenomenal experience, but I definitely came off the spine sprint thinking, that's it. I'll stick to shorter ultras that, you know, can't imagine doing any longer. And then you just get that little bit of curiosity in your brain where Hmm. you're like, but what's after Hebden? I'm kind of interested to see what the next (laughs) bit of the route is like. And so that kind of got me a bit intrigued and I thought, well... Why the hell not, to be honest, you know, with everything that's gone over, on over the last few years, you never know what's going to happen, yeah, so you can't sign a, up.
1: I was listening to a podcast just on my way here, and um they were talking about the the way that races have been going you mm-hmm. uh, know in America, albeit but like they've said like people have got more of a carpe diem attitude yeah. um towards entries, and there's been a lot more late entries going on in races and stuff, mm. and things have started to pick up again.
0: no, interesting, and I think
1: that I think that's the way a lot of ultra runners are thinking now they're like well i I used to say that i I was going to do the bog graham in like four years time but now i'm just going to say i'm going to do it next year or
0: exactly i mean you know you never know and you kind of mentioned kit as well and i quite enjoy you know i had a lot of the kit already so it was something kind of confidence boosting about like you know i probably need a better sleeping bag because the one i've got that i would use um i did some mountain leader training a couple of years ago and my sleeping bag for that is massive and as soon as you start like putting stuff into your bag and thinking i've got to run with this you start to kind of strim it down a bit more, but that's that is you know, that was also quite confidence boosting where I was like, I do have a lot of this stuff, so I'm not kind of starting from scratch, which gives you a bit of a
1: sense of confidence about it. Yeah. I remember doing the sprint, there was lots of things on the kit list that were very, very unnecessary for that particular day. But they were on the kit list and I understand why, you know, they're like, this is a race to prepare you for the exactly, challenger or it's exactly. to prepare you for the winter spine spine. And uh, I remember, like, joking with this guy, you know, like, we we sort of sat down and had um, had the soup at the end in Hebden, and I was, the guy just said, well, I'm glad I brought my knife, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Honestly, no, I've
0: used the knife, I would say, You've like, used I've knife. used the knife, that stuff comes in handy, I've used the goggles, I've used the knife, I mean, you know, you never know when you're going to need something out of the kit list, I'm a big yeah. fat, you just, I put extra stuff in, I yeah. know it sounds ridiculous, but I can absolutely see needing that. So as much as I joke as, you know, it might as well be invisible. The other thing is I will happily take it out and use it. Yeah. Although I got to the end of the Challenger and realised I had um, I had used 11 pairs of gloves, which is possibly too many gloves.
1: You'd soak them all through? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And
0: I just kept stuffing them in my pack. And I was kind of, I thought it was quite a lot. And then when I, like, I was unpacking, I was like, wow, these just keep going. <laughs> So yeah, maybe maybe not that many gloves, but definitely the full kit is something I think yeah. I can see why it's there as much as I utterly resent it. <laughs> if, you, if you ever get
1: to an ultra race and uh, you've, you've you've found that you've missed something out, Alice might be the one to to talk to if you see her on the start line. Yeah, it's that thing of like it was it was quite bad actually because I and a couple of days before I kept
0: walking past my drop bag and my bag and just kind of going I'll just put this in, I'll just put this in, maybe just one. I've got one set of spare batteries, but, but what if they go? And then throwing another one in, and then I was kind of like, okay, this is ridiculous. It's, it was probably somewhere I could uh,
1: improve it. So there's like... I mean, head torches is something. How many head torches did you have? So I had two head torches. Okay, but loads of batteries. Loads of batteries, obviously. Yeah. So
0: I had, um, one of them was the, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, The Phoenix one that's got a lithium battery, and that lasted all the first night. It was brilliant. Wow. And I had a change-out battery for that, but then I also had a a head torch with spare batteries because... I learned this on the sprint, which is if your battery goes, you need a head torch to see the other head torch.
1: Of course. <laughs>
0: which is one of those things where like you don't really think about it. You're mm. trying to change batteries in the dark. Mm. And then are like, oh, yeah. So you need one to do the other one. But, yeah, so I had two sets of that. But actually, I could have got by probably with just one for that race. But better safe than sorry.
1: Wow, like I mean they're long nights, the winter yeah. nights, how long are they? must be... About 16 hours. 16 versus 6, yeah probably more, yeah 16 so there's only 8 hours of daylight or yeah, less than? No, yeah,
0: it's not a lot of daylight, it's yeah. definitely got to be comfortable running in the dark on some of Yeah, that.
1: and it was only last week but like yeah. I've, I've noticed now in, what is it, almost the last weekend of January that mm. like it's getting lighter at, at night. Yeah. But like late December and early January... It's it's the worst, isn't it?
0: It's as dark as it's going to get, and the, I, you do get that slight like well, it's slightly lighter than the darkest day, but I'm not sure that yeah. that's
1: doing. I feel I thought I felt positive every 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 evening. Oh I'm yeah, like, it's like half past five, and I can still sort <laughs> of
0: see. You know, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, and in the morning, you're like it's gradually it's coming towards, us, soon it'll be light. But yeah, definitely uh, definitely wasn't. <laughs> so got the got to experience the full darkness.
1: Yeah, so. Can you talk us through when you started? Um, what your interactions were with some of the other races as well? because yeah. the other guy I'm speaking I've written for... some notes. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, right I,
0: mean, I think they fell off the side. Oh, but... the ones I've just knocked off. <laughs> Thank you. Just so I can remember people's names. Well, should... I can't
1: read your uh, writing anyway. No one can read my writing. This <laughs> is
0: appalling. Um, but yeah, sorry. Carry on. you were going to ask about interactions with other people.
1: Interactions with other people. Did the sprint come past you? Because I, <laughs> when I did the summer sprint, we ran past the challenger runners.
0: Yeah, Uh, um, did that
1: happen in the winter race?
0: I was quite conscious of the fact that because we were the first race off. That mm. that was very much a possibility. Not that I know of. I did get some people go past. So the first of the mountain rescue, including uh, Steph Dwyer, who was phenomenal, who mm. actually uh, won the women's mountain rescue challenger and smashed the record on that. And she ran past us up a hill uh, on the way towards Top Withens, which was absolutely phenomenal. It was a genuine highlight. I've never seen anyone go that fast up a hill so cheerily in my entire life. So she overtook us, but no, not the sprint, and not we were slight, well, I had a slight concern about the front runners of the actual spine because they were going so much faster than we were. My original target was 48 hours. And I thought, actually, that's not unrealistic to have some people go past you, um, potentially. So at the start, we were
1: kind of... When you mean worry, was it more an excitement? It was
0: part excitement and part like, oh, that'd be psychologically unpleasant to ride towards the end of a race to be overtaken by someone who started a day later.
1: (laughs) oh 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 right I, I thought you were thinking I thought you were talking about a few hours here no no so the full the
0: full spine starts the next day yeah because they're going so fast it's not beyond the realms of possibility they might be getting to horse at the same time you're getting to hauls I just kind of thought oh no um but yeah so we kind of ran at the start you kind of initial bit of everyone's far too excited and you're kind of legging it towards um,
1: running up Jacob's ladder. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> when everyone's just heavy breathing. Um yeah. although there was it was nice to see some of the like media team were up there, you know, just to get those pictures of you like gritting your teeth on yeah. Jacob's ladder, which is obviously the first time you really start to think about what you're letting yourself in for. Um but then kind of we kind of dibbled around a bit in those first bits, but there were a lot of stream crossings. Yeah. So it was really, really valuable to have kind of people around. Like it's, yeah. were it's they supposed to be frozen or, or no, it was bog. It was pure bog. I've never seen it that damp. Like given I you know, we're in Chipley, I've run over kind of that area quite a bit between like Edel Hebden kind of area. The cloughs were up, the rivers were up, it was genuinely I would have not felt totally comfortable crossing some of those if I hadn't been around lots of other people. Yeah. They were kind of knee deep, thigh deep, you know, certain areas. Um, so that was the point where I was uh, with a couple of people including um, Antonio who I did quite a lot of the run with who was phenomenal he mm. was excellent like he's done the full spine he's done the spine challenger before had loads of great stories yeah. so that was really really good and so I was running with him And he shout actually, out to
1: Antonio yeah, who big I met charm. at Alstrasnodonia um, a few years ago <laughs> yeah. everyone knows
0: him I was just going to yeah. say everyone knows him but he, he was she, must moment. be a Chevy
1: expert as well <laughs> yes yes
0: yeah. but he fell in actually he fell in one of the rivers he's written about it in his blog um, which was a little bit terrifying to find mm. out about. But I also wanted to give a shout out to Max Driscoll, who ended up dropping out, but was really helpful crossing the rivers. Like, he was great. Like, he was kind of making sure that people were getting across and like waiting for them. And he was obviously feeling horrible. Yeah. So, like, kudos to him. Um, but there was a lot of, like, checking and stuff. So A lot of teamwork early on, I guess. Yeah, it was yeah. really important. It was nice because people were kind of running together For safety. We were encouraged to run together on that section in particular. And then later on kind of... So
1: describe this area, this this part.
0: (laughs) So like bleak low. Basically the bit that's like... So fairly early on. Yeah, fairly early on. A couple of hours
1: in. Yeah, a couple of hours in. And
0: it's kind of, you go past the slabs, which hopefully, you know, I know a few people fell over on, but like they were fairly solid.
1: They are um, deceptive.
0: (laughs) They're hideous. I remember (laughs) I
1: went up to Scout with a friend um, in December a couple of years ago. And we were chatting. We were just chatting to each other, walking side by side. And he put one foot off the slab and went <laughs> right in. And it was snow covered. Oh no! So he just it w- went from you know white to black really quickly. Oh lovely! Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we just got out of the car. We parked it.
0: My God! We
1: parked at- is it. Is it Snake Pass? Oh yeah, it's. We parked past, there yeah. and walked. We'd done about five hundred meters. Yeah, that's And he was already soaked. <laughs> and he was like, "I'm kind of wet now, but." I can't be bothered to go back to the car. We are only going out to Kinder to, just to yeah. see it, and it was beautiful, you know, to see, white white out, basically.
0: It is really stunning out there. Like, yeah. it looks amazing, like, with their kind of... Uh, the mosses and the grasses are all really kind of orange and purple, and, like, they look really beautiful, but it was about ankle-deep water all the way there, and then oh. when you hit Bleaklow and Black Hill and that kind of side, it's just endless peat bogs. Yeah. It's peat bogs. You're walking up what feels like a river then you're wading across what is actually a river and then back to trying to find the path in like the endless kind of cutoffs of Bleak Lake. and it was a bit relentless I have mm. to say I think there was some probably solid 40 minute miles in there wow. oh. just, trying to get, <laughs> just trying to kind of get around so that was where there was quite a lot of people and then it kind of separated out a bit again after like Torside and you know kind of some of those kind of areas Laddo Rocks and all of that was also really kind of boggy so kind of clumped together again and then kind of gradually worked our way across the moors proper into um, Hebden checkpoint which is yeah. where I kind of kind of catch up with people and you see people and yeah and that was the the only checkpoint on the route there were yeah. mountain rescue kind of did you not stop with the calf calf. at the calf yeah I didn't Nikki's calf no I didn't actually this time I thought about it and then when I got there I was actually just not quite feeling it so I didn't but I'd have on every recce so. right <laughs> um, but yeah it was uh, I, but yeah waited basically to the first aid station
1: and we're forty something miles in.
0: Yeah, so it was about forty seven miles in, although I did not check because I was trying not to hit the button on my watch that told me how far I had to go. Yeah. <laughs> so it's was... not
1: quite halfway, right? It is
0: definitely not halfway, no. Now. Top Withens is halfway, which is their okay. ruined farmhouse that's above um Hebden, which is apparently definitely not the inspiration for Wuthering Heights. There's a right. plaque on it that says it's not the inspiration for Heights. Oh, okay. Heights. So, <laughs> which I love, because that's just brilliant. Most plaques tell you it is something, but they're like, no, stop asking. Yeah, and Top
1: withins. I mean, I've never been there in good weather, I don't think. Mm. One, I no. think the best weather I experienced was maybe in like, October doing the Bronte Way Fell Race. Oh, nice. But it's always, it's always wet.
0: Yeah, it was that. It
1: feels like, you feel like you're on... With all the reeds and stuff, I've always thought of Top Withers as being on like a huge scalp. <laughs> Just this huge. <laughs> yeah, I will know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This huge wet scalp in the middle yeah. of a shower or something. It? It's definitely, yeah, it's
0: it's one of those places where you can definitely see the Wuthering Heights vibe. You know, it's yeah. like it's so definitely. It,
1: I can imagine this to look nice in a photo or on film, but yeah. in reality, yeah, it's bloody, real... wet, yeah. and horrid yeah
0: yeah it's quite it was quite something although it was great because it's got that little sheltered bit in it mm. so that was actually like got kind of well I felt irrationally excited about the fact that we were going to be briefly out of the rain because we kind of you know you get up there it's when you really say shelter what do you mean It's under... so because of the ruin itself mm. and then next to it there is actually a little almost a bossy type oh, okay. building um, which has got a kind of a, the doors seems to be open quite a lot and you can just kind of sit in there and it was lovely it was really nice you're we suddenly like out of the wind have a little sit And then kind of carry on back down on our way kind of over some of the more kind of, I suppose, less scenic moors. But mainly because it's dark on the way that go over to kind of Lothersdale, which is where there's the um, Craven Tri Club have their little stall kind of tent set up. And then over kind of Pinhall, which is absolutely horrendous. Mm. So there's some quite, I don't like saying the moors are bleak because actually I think they're really beautiful and I like spending time with them. In that weather, yeah. at two in the morning, yeah. they are a little
1: Switch bit flat. bleak.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> does it help with a... Does it help, do you see other challenger runners... In the distance or...
0: Yeah, you can see the red lights sometimes. The red lights, yeah. Which is nice. And you can sometimes see the torches behind. And you're kind of just aware there are a lot of people around, which is quite nice. You don't feel like... Because I had someone... um, At that point, were there many? (laughs) There are a few. I mean, I wasn't like checking the tracker, but I mean, leaving Hebden, there were definitely a few. You can see who's kind of left and who's in front of you. And then at Lothersdale, when I got in, there were quite a few people who were already there and like sat down with blankets and stuff. When I left... Because I was like, all right, I'm gonna go. Anyone else going in five minutes? And there was, okay. like, everyone just kind of like sat there, yeah. Exactly. And I was like, okay,
1: yeah, I was like, I'm like, someone as a volunteer <laughs> brings you another like bowl of stew,
0: exactly. They were lovely, it was great, but I was like, okay, I'm just gonna have to go because the weather's not getting any better. That's right. that's what it's gonna be. And so at that point, it was probably the most like I was set off on my own then and was just kind of out on the hills on my own, um, which was actually fine, but I was a bit aware that there wasn't that many people I came across. I think the next person I spoke to was in Gargrave, and that's, I don't know how far that is, but that was it was at least about six a, hours.
1: Right, yeah. I've got a bit of a black spot in yeah. after Withins to Gargrave and Horton.
0: I mean, that's pretty much what it feels like. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's an accurate, basically, yeah. it was a lot of... Um, moors that were kind of just felt like they were angled so that you just fall on your backside over and over again and then right. farmers a few farmers fields like I actually quite like it in the light I'd reckon can it. you remember uh,
1: sorry can you just remind me what there is after within you've got like
0: you've got Lothersdale and like Crowden
1: oh um, right yeah. okay so I know that as well yeah sort of so there's a reservoir that, is that right? yeah.
0: yeah so it's kind of a reservoir bit that you kind of and run around quite, the reservoir it's quite um it's quite hilly there it is there yeah. are undulating mm. i would say there's also pinhole beacon is on the way towards gargrave which is one of my least favorite places because a bit like some of the other areas on the route it just feels like it's always windy mm. like whatever side of the hill you're kind of on you kind of go up up it and it's windy you think oh at least that'll drop when i get over the other side and for some reason it's windy going the other way as well and it's just one of those where you just never i never quite feel a sense of exhilaration at the top of it i just feel like i want to get off it every time So, that one was fun.
1: And how many, can you remember how many uh, runners were left at this point? Because it it, it takes, I did notice on the tracker that it seemed to take prisoners early on. Yeah, I mean. And then maybe not so, you know, certain people got to a certain point and then, it was okay for a lot of people later on. Yeah,
0: apparently. I f- that? Apparently, forty percent dropped out in the first twenty-four hours. Yeah. So I didn't really know that. I was really trying not to know either where I was because I don't. Sure you like, could understand why, though. The, I mean, oh. it, <laughs> well, I made the error of reading. Not someone, an empath. <laughs> yeah, I made the error of reading. It was blog of the year before, and they put in the stats there of some. They put the finishing percentages, and I had gone. Well, that's. That's lower than I'd expected. You know, I kind of thought it might be about 50%, but it, like the year before it had been about the same as this one, which mm. was, uh, I think it was like 43, 44%. I'm not sure, but under 50% finished. And I kind of went, oh yeah, wish I didn't know that. So I yeah. was a bit aware as I was going that there were probably dropouts. And I knew, because um, obviously, like, Max had dropped out because um, he'd been really under the weather, and I'd seen a few people stop. And kind of just, uh, especially at like Hebden, because you have the opportunity to yeah. drop out. I mean, it's you know, a safe place. to Yeah, to exactly. Start, yeah. It makes a lot of sense. You can get back from there. Um So I can see why. But it was all serious reasons. I think that was what was quite mm. interesting to see, like firsthand. It wasn't yeah. like you know. I'm sure we've all been on ultras where you watch someone you go oh I'm sure if you gave it 10 minutes you'd be alright Yeah, on. and you, you know you get it but you can see did like, you have any lifelines
1: did you have a phone could you make a phone call
0: I mean you always have the tracker you can always yeah. hit the the button on the tracker and it's the emergency button that's it you're out of the race and they'll come and get you yeah um, but yeah of course you can but you're also not you're not hugely far from civilization at most mm. points and there are the mountain rescue around so if you have to like self eject from it yeah I don't know what the right word is um, that's fine you oh, can do you. that um but it wasn't. It wasn't really. A, um, well, like I say, if something happens that you means you have to, people mm-hmm. were definitely making the right call and doing that. Um, people would make, It wasn't an easy decision. I don't think for anyone who had to stop. That was really, really clear. They did yeah. not want to. They would rather keep going. And that was. That is pretty impressive to see.
1: Mm. How, did you have any close calls yourself?
0: Not really. Actually, um, I think I was thinking about this. I think. I was quite determined that it was all problems to be solved. So it was like, if this happens, then what do you do? Kind of thinking. I mean, the closest call of like, I'm not really enjoying this Mm -hmm. was probably a Penny Okay. So that was in like... um, 'Cause I was climbing up Penny Gent, having you know, you go down Francis Fell and you can see Penny Gent, which actually I've never experienced. It's always been clag up there. I don't think I've yeah. ever actually seen it in its whole totality. And so you're looking straight at it, and you're like, Oh my god. And oh, so go, it was oh. nice
1: for you, nice for it to be light uh, yeah. for that. Oh, nice yeah. and
0: you can just really, really see that front you're gonna be climbing up. So, you know, it's and it's definitely the right way you you climb up the you know, the, the steep, steep bit, bit and run down the nice bit, so get it. But there was a bit where I was kind of on the second of the kind of steep bits and I was wearing the rucksack was kind of pulling me backwards. I was having I was holding sticks, which isn't usually how I like to do any kind of scrambling. Um, (laughs) And there was just this moment and I had to keep going backwards and forth to try and find the right steps on the route, even though I know it really well. It was just kind of slightly throwing me off. I think that was probably my. And it wasn't even anywhere near to kind of going, I'm going to throw in the towel or anything. But there was a point where I just kind of went, mm, I'm not really enjoying this very much. And then I saw a small child go down the same bit, mm-hmm. going, mummy, I've just climbed the highest mountain I've ever, go- I've ever climbed or something like that. And I was like, I'll oh, stop being such a whiny ass and get up this mountain. Do, do you want to tell him to <laughs> tell him to do the rest? Yeah, exactly. And to be fair, at the top of that, there was a guy who just went, oh, so uh, is this the first one of the three peaks you've done today? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah it is actually. <laughs> I was like, I've only done this one and then afterwards i was like i should maybe have said what i was actually doing said,
1: oh, don't, if you if you must
0: it's <laughs> yeah. like i just get to do the rest i obviously just look so knackered you must have thought you know she must have done all of them
1: <laughs> so with that in mind how, how was the the sort of support on the route was there a, not support i mean self support no i mean um the spectators. spectators
0: yeah i mean there weren't loads there was a few like in Malham, and it was quite funny when people because i have you have their number on your back and obviously, uh, until the point where they see you're actually in a race, you just let someone really tired doing, like, a day out. Um, but, yeah, people were great. It was really nice. There were lots of, like, you know, people would clap and they'd ask you about it and they'd be enthusiastic about the fact you were doing it, which was really cool. Offer
1: oh, you fruit pastel and you'd yeah.
0: have to say no? Yeah, no, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was trying to think, yeah, no, I was mainly relying on the, um, on the kind of mountain rescue stations and the aid yeah. stations. But, yeah, no, there was lots of people who were just kind of yeah, cheering and enthusiastic. I don't think we're at the bit in the race. I think in the second half, when people do the full kind of spine, you get a lot more of the people going out there and kind of doing that kind of fruit pustling. But
1: yeah, is that allowed though? Is that kind of thing allowed? Or? If they do the
0: same for everyone, so if someone is offering the same thing for everyone, yeah, that's fine.
1: Ah, okay. But so if they come and meet a friend, yeah,
0: exactly. So it is self-supported. I mean, you don't, you're not going to carry all that kit and then do a race in which someone could come and meet you. That would feel yeah. a little bit, you know.
1: Of course, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. But I'm sure everyone has, or a lot of people would have some friends and loved ones who might come see you. they can wave at you. But they know, they know the score.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they can
1: come and give you a wave. So my parents did see me in
0: Horton for about three seconds and about a Malham for about three seconds. So Which I was like, this is very unexciting for them. Like, my parents and my husband have crewed for me before and they're a brilliant crew. Yeah. Shout out to them because yeah. they are absolute. They are, they're, they're so good. So yeah, yeah they're they're great. Yeah. Actually, you've seen them at their backyard ultra oh the backyard. Yeah, yeah, they were so they've got a you know got a nice Volkswagen camper van. It's lovely. So I think it was quite hard for them actually. They couldn't do anything. Yeah. like yeah. there was nothing. You can't give me anything. You can't support me. You can't you know just cheer and that's it. So unless I probably, you make
1: this guy a cup of tea as well. Yeah,
0: exactly. you've Got to make and all 140 people. Yeah. So you know it's nice and I, I appreciate they came and waved. But I was like, this isn't as
1: entertaining as uh, my races normally are <laughs> and and you're you're at the front end. you're sort of in the, at the front end of this race aren't you mm. well, 38 hours yeah the limit of this race was uh, 60 60 hours so yeah. almost two thirds of the time yeah so allowed.
0: yeah so it's I mean and it's one of those things where you kind of you hear about it you think oh 100, 108 to 110 miles in 60 hours you're like oh yeah it's less than two miles an hour you know yeah and then the real the reality of the conditions are that that is really really impressive yeah. to do. Stand, do you know what I mean? Standing yeah. up, standing yeah. outside, being yeah.
1: being out there.
0: Yeah, that's the thing, and it's it's great seeing the people kind of like every single person who's finished any of the spine races, is just like absolute kudos because it's really it's a challenging race, <laughs> like at all parts of it. And people are out for longer. I think yeah. that was the thing for me. I was like, you know, it's great. You know, I get can finish second night. I'm go home, go to bed. But, like, there's still people racing and you're really aware of that. Like, you know, wake up in the morning, like, checking the dots.
1: Like, I hope they do it. (laughs) Was there any of that on your front or you just head down, keep going? What, in terms of? Checking where other people were. Was that once you'd reached a checkpoint or something?
0: Uh, Yeah, so I didn't because I don't want to know where I am in the field. Yeah. I find I just, because what's it going to change? (laughs) <laughs> Cause it, you know it's like what I'm going to do is realize that either someone is just behind me and I can't go any faster because I'm going as fast as I can or there's no one behind me what am I going to do slow down like do you know what I mean it's like is it going to change a decision I'm going to make probably not um and especially I did the hard world's 80. 80, yeah, and i that has one turnaround towards the end, and I wasn't watching the tracker at all during that either. A turnaround? Yeah, like you go to the end and kind of have to touch the sign and then turn around and come back along the front in Filey. Oh, okay. And it's the only time I, you see where you are, like in the field, because there's like a, a mile when you come back and i turned around and there was uh, i was in second and i just found that out because the person at the end went you're in second i was like great i turned around and there was three women right behind me and i was like (laughs) and i had to basically i didn't have to that was the only point where i was like you know what actually i would really hate to lose that (laughs) in like the last basically two miles of this that would be so annoying so i basically had to you know sprint down like oh, Filey brig front which yeah. is horrible especially when you're like i'm really going for it and then you look back and it's 15 minute miles um but i was like
1: absolutely did it They would have was, seen you sprint yeah. once you turned around They <laughs> would have seen you sprinting back exactly so so they
0: know them you, no i mean they i think there was quite a chase for third actually yeah, yeah. Uh, but they were only like five minutes behind me and i was just like i don't want that again like honestly on the spine challenge if i, I was like if someone catches me up they deserve it, you know, you just yeah. having that thing where you're like... Because they will have like, been chasing. Exactly. You're it's kind fine. of
1: mindlessly just yeah. ha- happy-go-lucky going along. <laughs>
0: exactly. I'm like, I'm, well, I'm putting my best effort in. Yeah. But I don't want to... You can't race it. This is my run-your-own-race thing. Yeah. Like, you cannot... I don't know. I just I couldn't get that mentality for that long aside from anything else. Like, you, where how would you retain that? I don't yeah.
1: know. It must... Yeah. It, I mean, I'm sure it does affect a lot of people, that kind of thing. But, like... Mm. At this sort of distance.
0: I just... You just can't maintain it. It'll just no. burn you out. So, yeah, I think it's absolutely run your own race. And because the dropout rate is so high, mm. you might be chasing
1: someone who drops out. And then what do you do? Yeah, or you might be chasing someone and in that chase, you take yourself out. Absolutely, going, yeah. You know, not looking where you're going or... Yeah. Or just, just conking out, really. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's so easy to just run out of energy. You know, mm. you kind of... Because as soon as you start focusing on something else, like someone else... You're not going to be focusing on, should I've been eating now? Should mm-hmm. I get another layer out? Should I, you know, sort You're myself chasing out? chasing that red
1: dot in the exactly, distance. Exactly, exactly. you think that red dot's getting closer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is it real?
1: Yeah. What? I remember um, doing the, sp- the sprint and there was a point where I was chasing this this red dot in the distance. It was, it was, it was at Steedley Pike on the sprint. Oh, um, yeah, so, okay, yeah. And I thought, this guy's... I've got this guy... I didn't know if he was doing the challenger or the or the or the cha- or the. Or the oh yeah! And it turns out he's doing the challenger, of course. He was. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and I thought I've just sort of wasted all that effort just yeah. to chase down someone who's not racing the same race as me. I mean, um, that feels like a metaphor somehow. But I mean, part of, part of it was also I'm, clo- I'm close. Yeah. At least I'm closer to Hebden. At least I'm closer to Hebden Bridge now, and you know, glad to do that. But I think
0: that's the thing. I think if you're, I mean, I have a slight rule which is like. Don't do any of the, like, stupid running bits, like, until the last 10 miles. And if you get to the last 10 miles, you're like, you know what, I've got the energy. Yeah, and I, I can do a 10 I mile can mile do it. Yeah, easy. fine.
1: Three hours, there. easy. Exactly. Yeah. And that basically
0: has never happened. But in my mind, there's always that point of, like, that's when you can do the, like, daft thing. But up to that point, don't risk it.
1: I, I'm imagining, um, in terms of footwear, I'm imagining something quite heavy like mm-hmm. was it was it a heavy shoe or
0: I did um, Hocker Speed Goats
1: so you were in trainers yeah
0: yeah I, I like running in them so yeah. I had very thick waterproof socks so I had to go up a size in my trainers um, but I had very thick waterproof socks and yeah just Hocker Speed Goats which I, I know there's I mean there's so much chat on that Facebook group about what's the right shoe I had to leave not. the Facebook oh. group I had to leave <laughs> the spine
1: Facebook group I'm sorry yeah I too much I feel sorry for the uh, the organiser constantly just laying laying down the law Oh, I've I mean, got, like, some, uh It's the hypothetical, yeah, hypothetical
0: yeah. kit question. I
1: don't... Do I need poles? Do, <laughs> I need, do I need goggles? Do I really? Do I need a knife? Do I
0: need a sleeping bag? Yeah. Do I really <laughs> need... I'm
1: not going to... I'm not planning on sleeping.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so it was those chains where people were like, oh, don't wear hawker I was like, it's too late. I've trained in it. And How also,
1: like, sod off. I know. was...
0: Yeah. But it was, so it was that kind of thing where I was like, I do, you know, I own walking boots, but... They're the ones that I actually I'm most comfortable in mm-hmm. doing what I was doing, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to let that psych me out. And actually, they worked. They were fine. They're not that grippy and mud. I did go over on my backside, but sideways. Yeah, well, exactly. Many different. I sizes. slipped in
1: some speedos today because oh, they in. have zero sideways grip. Yes. Front yeah. to back, lovely. <laughs> Vibrant soles, beautiful, great. <laughs> Get in some yep. mud and on a, on any sort of camber, and you have yeah. got you you go that's a good point. sideways. Yeah.
0: It will take you in many directions,
1: and that, yeah. that, that that's ultra as well. The ultra are guilty for that as well. Oh, okay, Just, that's uh, good what to what know because Peregr- that's
0: the other one I was going to look
1: at. Yeah, Sockney Peregrines, Overspeed goats, and the what are they called? The, um, uh, the the ultra, what are they called? Falcon or something? Yeah, know, something stupid. They all a really unmemorable mythical names. mythical beasts. Those things, yeah. yeah. Um I- the ultra shoes that I'm talking about are the ultra superiors, of course. <laughs> so your sideways yeah. grip out. What's going on? Yeah, they need to just put something else in there. So yeah. so
0: yeah, so they they were fine actually. I mean um, yeah, it's just the that's what I would tend to wear for ultras, to be honest. I'd wear speed goats or challengers or probably innovates if it had been slightly rockier, but it yeah. wasn't rocky enough. Like that that's a very muddy. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> all,
1: all, all of the all of the bit I knew is, is to is yeah. but like so, wet rock and Innovate or any, yeah. any, even even vibram sole yeah. on rock is a, is marvelous. Yeah, it? it's great, really. Nice yeah, and on terrific. rock, <laughs> lovely. But mud, nothing can. No, nothing helps, does it?
0: Well, the things that would help for mud won't have the cushion that I need for the distance. Yeah. So you just have to kind of balance that out.
1: You can't wear spikes, can you?
0: No, I mean I had, obviously had the um, micro spikes for ice, but. Yeah. And at a certain point, I did think, I wonder if these work in mud, and I, I just thought, no, that's ridiculous. No, that's, they, no, it's... Oh.
1: Your ring light's gone. Yeah. Has it gone, or is it just given up what's going on here? Sure has. Thanks, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't be buying it off Amazon, but it was £20. <laughs> and maybe if you uh, subscribe to this, uh, this uh, podcast... <laughs> I might be able to afford a better ring light.
0: Please subscribe. Please the like, lights. Patreon page. That's
1: that's what I should be plugging. Really.
0: I like the idea of that. If you get a Patreon, I will get. I will start lighting my videos. Well, that's my
1: target. That's good. Okay, That's what i more. More. The quality will will go up if the number of subscribers go that's up. Fair, the number that's of fair. supporters go up. That's how it works. It's all going to be regurgitated back into back into itself. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so tell me about the checkpoints.
0: Yeah. So there's only one official checkpoint yeah. on the Spine Challenger. So you're doing 108 miles and you've got about 47 miles, like we were discussing in Hebden Hay. You actually stop and there's a proper official checkpoint. So there are some mountain rescue stations, which are kind of out in the elements, but this is the first time you actually get your drop bag. And the only time yeah. you get your drop bag. Think, yeah. So that's up to, you're allowed up to 20 kilograms of stuff. Um, to kind of help you on the second part of the course so that could be more food change of clothes uh, new waterproofs more, and like, more gloves I did actually have more gloves um, you never know um, <laughs> <laughs> all of them failed anyway I'm not gonna not gonna moan about my gloves anymore All my family have heard this I'm Like 10 pairs they all went through anyway but what was great about that is I hadn't experienced the kind of spine experience before where like someone came and like brought me my bag and like they take off your shoes and they put tags on the shoes and put them to one side so top tip if you're doing anything with the checkpoint get some slippers because otherwise in fact
1: it was one of the few photos you shared right
0: yeah i'll put put these photos if you're watching this
1: on youtube i'll put the photos up
0: do go to my instagram See excellent things of what i ate
1: and my slippers what you ate you eating and. Slippers. Yeah, I like to put the really important pictures up. So but like that I saw, was I actually saw them as I came in on the door. <laughs> yeah I've seen I've seen these before.
0: Yeah, I like to like to have them. So you know, it's it's kind of things like that which I hadn't really occurred to me would be important but actually turned out to be really handy. And actually that was another shout out that I wanted to give, which was um Ashok who was the person who helped me at the checkpoint so okay. you get like allocated a person which wow. is incredible like having done ultras before where it's just like you know you pick up a handful of jelly babies yeah. and get on with it you know you have someone who's kind of gets your bag like and You've got it was great wow so yeah highly impressed by that amazing organization yeah. like to have that support and one you know, on one yeah it was great wow. and um you know so then you go sit down have some nice soup and kind of get warm waste lots of time faffing and then you know kind of carry on into the night but it, that was a really interesting experience just because I've never had that before where it feels like the, like that kind of checkpoint that's a full like let's get you salted kind yeah. of checkpoint as opposed to just it's functional so that was that was quite interesting
1: so there's a mega question now mm. how long does Alice Kershaw second in the spine challenger wait at the aid station?
0: I am usually quite fast through aid stations I'll be honest um, but this for this particular race I took my time mm. in a way that I have never done before because I just thought I need to make sure I've got everything I had a list of everything on my phone like loads of people have said like print it out and laminate it that's definitely better advice and mm. keep it on your phone and try and find it but I kept like a list of like you know I was going to change my clothes, I was going to get new waterproofs, I was going to update my food, you know, make sure i take out the old food, put in the new food, yeah. make sure I'd update my bottles with actual, you know, powders in them rather than just, like, water. So, you know, things like that, so I was kind of prepared for it. So probably I spent about 45 minutes to an hour at the checkpoint, like, having a sit, changing everything, eating food, but absolutely did not feel like it was wasted because mm. as soon as I was ready, I was off and out again. Um, but it was definitely... It was definitely a lot more. Like if I'm going through a checkpoint normally, I would just literally pick up some food and go. Yeah. So it was quite different.
1: And you arrived at, at Ebden at what time?
0: I honestly, I'm not entirely sure. I think about maybe about half nine.
1: In I the think evening. Th- in the evening. And like. you were fully convinced to to yourself that you were going to walk through the night.
0: Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. No, that wasn't um, that wasn't something I was in doubt about. Yeah. I mean, and that's a-
1: common in the Challenger, or is less common.
0: I would say it's pretty common. I think you can stay in the checkpoints, but you can't stay long enough. You can probably stay up to about, I think it's six hours, but I might be wrong. So you can't stay long enough to avoid walking in the night. Like you are going to be out there in the dark at some point, realistically. I think there'd maybe be a case for it if it had been particularly horrible and you're coming in at the point where you could stay and then it'd be light.
1: And then if you you know the forecast, man. Yeah brighten up in three hours time exactly whereas you know we were leaving and they were going oh it might brighten up by eight o'clock tomorrow morning and you're like like, when the sun rises yeah exactly basically
0: and they were right it did like it just rained and hailed and was in your face constantly for 24 hours and then actually at like eight o'clock there was some some moments of calm Mm. which you i've never appreciated so much it not raining yeah
1: and that probably really spurred you on oh it's great yeah the second half really
0: Yeah, when you get that kind of, you get that light and you get that thing where people go, oh, in the morning of an ultra and the light comes and you get your energy back and you you kind of think it's like some kind of miraculous thing. I mean, it's not like oh, wow, I have loads of energy. It's just like, oh, I have slightly more energy and my yeah. brain is tricked oh, into not I'm, trying to go to sleep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's, I've got six hours now yeah. to do to do as much work as I can to not exactly. have to do that again. Yeah, basically, yes. Yeah. So it's not quite what you get sold yeah. with that. And I always find that
0: fascinating. Like, I do actually really like that mm. bit of an overnight where you're coming into the morning. There's something really kind of... this. It's really beautiful You have yet well. to
1: experience it. Oh, yes, I'm yet to experience it. In. Um... The closest I've got is obviously starting a race at five hundred, oh, yeah. where you spend half an hour with a heads torch on. Then Sorry. so unfortunately, the um, <laughs> I'm just I'm just leaving I'm just leaving Alice's now. But I'm just I re- we realised that the recorder did stop without us noticing for a while, and we did miss a couple of things. One of the things we were talking about that we're worried that didn't get recorded was. Um, talking about the hallucinations on the on the spine challenger so alice anything you can add about that yeah. it sounds like you did because you were very excited to tell me
0: <laughs> no it's just one of those questions that people always always kind of ask about is around hallucinations and there was one point where i thought i'd started hallucinating and it turns out someone had actually drawn a smiley face on a rock so oh. i was i was on fountains fell and i was like oh this is quite early to start to start to be <laughs> seeing things um but the other one was when i was heading over in the nighttime And I'd been running on the moor for about, I don't know, four hours or something, and got to a road. But in my mind, I could not work out what it was. It was totally out of context. The white lines I thought was a fence. So I kept. The white lines on the road? Yeah, I thought the white lines on the road were actually kind of 3D and right ahead of me. And something in my brain was just not allowing me to see that it was a flat thing. I must have looked. Absolutely. So you were on the road. Yeah. So I was about to cross it. I came straight off the moor, and like as you you see the white lines ahead of I was trying to step over them, like really dramatic like <laughs> steps over these white lines because I was convinced I was going to trip over them because I couldn't. I thought they were st- sticking up, and that was definitely a point where. I suddenly, it all came into, like, gear, and I was like, it's a road, you absolute idiot. <laughs> it was like, and it was fine after that.
1: Did you feel like you wanted to go back and just step on it? Just yeah, to just to
0: kind of, it was really weird. <laughs> and it, so it wasn't a full hallucination by any means, but it was definitely a point where my brain was not quite as compass mentis as I usually am, so that was, uh, that
1: was definitely an experience I
0: have not had before. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: And just to, just, to, let's quickly roll over those things that we might have missed out on, which was what you're planning to do this summer
0: that's good i can just deny ever saying it yeah um, so, <laughs> so yeah so um my next challenge is hopefully going to be picking up the full summer spine so that'll be something i'm working up to well my training starts next week for that so i'll be
1: doing lots you of long n- No rest for the wicked
0: no oh, in fact I, I saw it in a
1: bloody start list for the um the uh, harrogate
0: hustle i am doing our Hustle. it's it's a great route i really like that yeah. one yeah the punk panther one i'm not going to be doing as many punk panthers as last year where i've got the season thing there um but i still really like their races mm. they're really close by it's a great organization so it was one i kind of thought oh, it would be fun to do a couple of them so i've just signed up for that one although i am considering signing up for the dales highway as well as part of Bit of spine training. Is this
1: the ninety mile? It
0: is the ninety mile. Although Rick keeps telling me that there is obviously there's a hundred and four mile option where you get to add it onto the end. And at the moment, that doesn't sound that appealing to me. If I'm no. totally honest, I call it added...
1: fourteen miles.
0: Yeah, 40 miles up, it's high up, and back as well. So it's wow. not just fourteen miles. It's fourteen miles onto a bit of the Pennine way back. So. I'm kind of. I'm still undecided exactly what which one of those I'm going to go for, but I think probably just the 90 miler at the moment is looking more appealing. And then they'll ask you at the end, do you want to do these? I know. Well, yeah. You'll, well, you'll mm. let,
1: you'll have to know before you start, won't you? Yeah, exactly. That, I,
0: right? think, I, I think I think um. Well, like I say, I haven't, I haven't signed up yet, but that's definitely one just because the route looks really nice and it goes from here, it goes from Saltair to Appleby, so it feels a bit daft. Not. Is to this start. where it starts? Yeah, it starts just in Saltair. Oh, so sign it, me up. When's that? That's the. Oh, it's in May. It's one of them uh, I think it's towards the end of May. So Just, worth... yeah, that's
1: 2 weeks after your yeah, ultra trail Snowdonia.
0: Is it? Yeah. <laughs> That'll be fine. Just I'll think of that vo- as a training I'll, maybe I'll
1: volunteer. <laughs> Just I've, <laughs> I've left uh, I've left a lot of May out uh, open for, for various other things outside of running that yeah. I figured that might be more fun.
0: Nice. Well, ultra trail the Snowdonia will be amazing. Yeah. As well, though. Are you collecting stones?
1: Uh I suppose it. Be. So That was about four fifths of my conversation with Alice Kershaw. Uh, Podcasting is brand new medium for me and I'm definitely learning as I go along. Uh, Maybe using a GoPro to record the video when it's so susceptible to overheating and corrupting my files is not advisable. A Few things we failed to get on tape were a brief conversation about Alice's foray into backyard ultras. We also went into a little more detail about her spine kit before talking about the latter stages of the Challenger and of course how she felt at the end. Of course, a huge congratulations to Sarah Hodgson who won the race and all the other runners who took part in all of the spine races. We did speak about coming on again so we can cover that next time, perhaps after Alice has smashed the summer spine. I will post links to Alice's Instagram so you can go check out her adventures on Instagram, but it's pretty easy. It's alice.kershaw. If you want to make sure you don't miss it, please make sure you follow this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or subscribe and click the bell if you are tuning in on YouTube. You can follow Great Our Running on Instagram at Great Running. And all links to all other social media platforms can be found at greatOurrunning.com. Great Owl Running is a YouTube channel covering trail, fell and ultra distance races. And also a race organiser. The next race we have coming up is the Holly Hustle in Leeds in March. I'm genuinely so glad to be able to share these stories of some of these most inspirational people I know and that I have this platform to share with you. We continue to build this wonderful space and I have my Great Out Running Patreon supporters to thank for their contribution to the development of Great Out Running. They are... Angeline Dresser, Claire Evans, Dan Marsh, Dominique Harris, Gregory Skelton, Ian Furlong, Liz Adams, Siobhan McLarnan, Simon Francis Snade, Sonny Chima, Vernon Long... David Leslie Gwyneth Snade Jane Prust Tom Thomas Alexandra Potts Andy Norman Christopher Pawson Danny Bryant Ellen Lee Laundress Frankie Bell Gareth Sherat Jacqueline Elmer Jane Jessica Friend Joe Owen Keith Smith Mandy Clark Mark Philipson Matthew Cook Mick Oliver Mick Tinker Mike Hewitt Richard Edwards Rob Riley Rowan Temple Sarah Norman, Shauna Corrigan, Stephen Morris and Tom Barrett. Thank you so much for helping Great Our Running grow. Right, that's it for this time. We will see you soon. Goodbye.